0: I think it was looking for different ways to have long-term investments. Started listening to podcasts several years ago and just kind of fell in love with the multifamily space and those that were teaching. And so it just was something that I think, man, I really want to get into this. And I, you know, like I've done in the past with, with anything else, music and audio, just dove straight in, just wanted to learn everything I could through podcasts and education. So that's kind of brought me to this point of just pursuing it with everything I've got. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm
1: your host, Whitney Sue. Our guest today comes from an industry. I don't think we've had on the show before that's coming to real estate now, but from rock guitar. To real estate, Brent Barkas is our guest today, and in his creativity, work ethic, keen eye for opportunity are the winning ingredients that continue to bring him great success. When he relocated to Nashville right out of high school, his determination quickly found him sharing the stage with many global artists, such as Elton John and Kenny Loggins. I told him I wasn't familiar with Kenny Loggins, but I'm gonna look him up because he used to play play for him and sing, sing with him as well. Well, Brent now is in the syndication space. He's doing deals he's making things happen. He's going to share some of those tips and things, how he's done that, how he's doing that and a path forward, how he's growing and lessons learned as well. A lot around like the first capital raise. So you're going to learn a lot and probably you probably have questions if you're trying to do that yourself of, Hey, how do I do that? Or I've got some fear. Listen to this show. From rock guitar to real estate. I don't know if I've ever got to say that before on the show, by the way, but that's pretty cool. I love hearing that. I, uh, Brent, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, thank you so much. It's an honor and a pleasure to be on. Thank you.
1: Yeah, great to have you. Great great to meet you and to share with the listeners today some tips you know from you as well. And so let's jump right in, Brent. From rock guitar to real estate, that probably piques some people's interest, right? That I love guitar and music. I love mu- music as well. I'm a drummer, though, so don't, awesome. don't <laughs> hold it age. against me, right? <laughs> There's some drummer jokes
0: I have, but I'll leave
1: them. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, Brent, you know, let's, let's hear a little bit about why. Well, like, Why real estate? Obviously, you're, you're big into music, audio. Why the transition to real estate? And let's talk about that path a little bit.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. Well, let's see. I've been in music all my life, you know, as a, as a kid, grew up in the eighties and uh, in the Midwest, St. Louis, Missouri. And my dad, I'm a second generation real estate investor. My dad was a, a, a broker and a developer investor in St. Louis, in the Midwest. And uh, so it was kind of like real estate was always just kind of in my, in my blood from just watching him growing up. So I always respected that. But music was just something that I, I gravitated to in the middle school, guitar, my brother's six years older, he's a drummer. So we have that in common, two drummers. And so my parents were amazing. they let you know my brother have a full drum set in his bedroom and just you know play as much as he wanted so it was a very loud house so it was a lot of creativity and I just he was in a high school band I gravitated to guitar and so I'd sit on the edge of my bed and and play my mom would be faithful to take me to private lessons and I did that all through high school and then for some crazy reason i thought i'm gonna give music a, a shot as a career and move to nashville straight out of high school to uh, study music here in nashville so that's kind of how i got to nashville at 19 and just found myself in a dorm a dorm full of great musicians i was at that point you know you're in a bigger bigger pond and felt a little overwhelmed so i had to step up my game and practice and and network and meet people and meet other players and it just kind of snowballed from there from school and got into playing on, I wanted to be a session player. I studied all the great session players in the eighties. And so kind of figured out how to perform and, you know, wanted to work for different artists. So that's kind of where I ended up in Nashville and auditioning and getting, getting jobs here and it snowballed.
1: Wow. Now that's incredible. So why real estate now? I know you talk yeah. about your dad, you know, being a broker, and that's a great background to have. You know, yeah. But what about you know, why real estate now? What is it about? Yeah, yeah. So
0: it's been a it's been a theme throughout this whole you know my music career and audio. You know, I've always my wife and I my, my wife's a realtor actually, and we just always loved. You know, for a while it was single family. We would do, you know, whether I was on the road or we lived in L.A. for a while, we would always buy single family fix them up, you know, flip them or live in them for a while, two years, and and, and then sell them and move on. And uh, we did some short, we've done some short term. So it's always been a creative outlet for us. We've loved that, you know, fixing things up, improving the value and and uh, moving on and doing other things. But it wasn't till so it's always been in my life. But I think, you know, as I got getting older, and now I have kids, I think it was looking for different ways to have long term investments. Started listening to podcasts several years ago, and just kind of fell in love with the multifamily space and those that were teaching and So it just was something that I think, man, I really want to get into this. And I, you know, like I've done in the past with with anything else, music and audio just dove straight in, just wanted to learn everything I could through podcasts and education. So that's kind of brought me to this point of just pursuing it with everything I've got. So,
1: yeah, that is awesome. Well, you know, you are now, you know, jumping into syndication and, you know, larger assets really quickly, you know, speak to the transition to being able to how you did that to partner on some large deals or jump into some large deals from a really totally different career, right? And at the same time even, but speak to that transition and how you educated yourself and some of the steps taken.
0: I think a lot of it, there's so much collaboration that goes on in the creative space as well. You know, recording music, writing music, producing music, mixing all this. There's such collaboration. So it's kind of a natural thing for me in the studio. So, you know, that's a comfortable space for me. So I've just figured, hey, to a way to scale the learning side of this would be obviously podcasts that's a solo thing more, but would be to go into as many events as I could. It's kind of where I started was I wanted to meet GPs, LPs, excellent sponsors. I figured how am I going to do that? Was just to to just take my extra time not in the studio and to go to go to events, just start networking and meeting people. I knew I you know, I knew I still do have a have a lot to learn, but that was a way that I knew I could scale the education side was just to get around those that are excellent at what they do. Uh, great great their craft, and and start to learn from them, and hopefully then find ways to provide value to them, and bring, whether it's bringing capital or other value add things that I can bring to deals to hope you know to GP more. So that's kind of yeah. my goal. Yeah,
1: yeah, so, no, that's all. I was thinking about that when you were talking about the the music part of it way back, right? And you talked about you yeah, all of a sudden you surrounded yourself with all these people that is a bigger pond, right? And they were really good, and you said, hey, I had to step up my game. And so that's, that's why we have to continue to do that. Right. We have to continue to find those rooms or groups of people who are kind of where we want to be, but the next level up. Right. And we, and we finally kind of get there and then we got to find that next one. Right. And keep finding that, you know, it sounds like you did that in music and obviously now you're applying that to the real estate business as well. Talk about going out to, for your, say your first capital race and how you, Help that to be successful? Maybe some steps taken or, you know, did you go friends and family? Was it, you know, did you already have a network of high net worth individuals that were like ready to invest with you? Or, you know, what did that look like?
0: Yeah, really, really interesting because I'd never obviously done a, a capital raise before. So it was, at first it was like, okay, how am I going to approach this? I found a, a deal that I could, I could get into that I loved. I under, did the underwriting and obviously there were already some lead sponsors that were inviting me in, which was great but I knew that, okay, how am I going to get from this A to a new, you know, and share this with other people I think would be great, a great opportunity for others at passively. So it was, it was a friends and family thing at this point, just because that's the network of people that I have built the relationship strictly from a trust worth on the financial side of bringing somebody into a real estate deal when I don't have that background as much to them on a multifamily side. So but the trust was there, you know, to share this this asset and 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 invite them in and and see if they were interested. So, so far that has been the, the case. But you know, I feel like, and we all have these backgrounds and other careers. We've come from other spaces. That's been my kind of my goal now is to, as I expand that network, I can hopefully, you know, as I grow in these assets and and bringing assets to passive investors, I think, and, with, and building that track record. It's it's going more to high high net worth investors in my space of sports and entertainment is kind of where my relationships are mostly. So, so that's kind of the way to, I think for me to scale on that side, but at this point, it's been mainly friends and family.
1: Yeah, no, it's good though. When you have a kind of in a niche, right? I don't know of too many people who are in music, right. That are in our business as well. Right. Many come from all kinds of similar paths, you know, but you're kind of in a niche and almost in your own blue ocean there of people, right. You know, in that industry, that, I don't know how, probably not very exposed.
0: No yeah and I think what is it it's, takes time obviously because those relationships have been you know they feel safe with me from the creative standpoint we've worked together they like, you know we clients but now just that comfort level of hey I really believe in this asset class I know that this can benefit so many others in this space so now you know approaching those people with that confidence that we have with each other creatively now just like how do we open those doors for you know these asset classes so they can bring capital into the deals as well so that's the uh, long game, I guess, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. Speak to some maybe uh, lessons learned on the first deal. Gosh, let's see lessons learned. Or maybe through maybe there were investor questions that that you had to go figure something out and and learn from or research or yeah uh, yeah
0: a lot of that a lot, you know, a lot of things like, well, I've got money tied up in IRA or and just learning about the self directed process. You know, that was that was a hurdle. I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know you could pull money out of an IRA and, and self direct. So that was Eye-opening, which I'm, I love that. So there's always it's amazing. There's always more education, like we talked about. I feel like I'm growing so much in these different areas of answering these questions. Even just down to the the webinar and how to approach that and and opening up these assets and kind of running a, a webinar. That was a whole new thing for me too. You know, not running. I mean, there, there were other GPS, but still just being a part of that process and inviting friends and family into this webinar. Like, wait, you're doing well. You're real estate. What's this? You know. So yeah, that's been interesting too. And just uh, and that confidence of. Hey, again, the team side, I'm, I'm bringing this, I'm, I'm hoping this is, I'm trying to include others into the, into this, you know, this is something I'm learning as a process. Uh, maybe I'm a few steps farther along, but you know, it's, we're all learning and and it's an opportunity to, you know, find out about these deals. So
1: was there a big shock factor, you know, as far as like you just said, and I talked people, ask me about this all the time, but like, wait a minute, Brent, you know, you're in real estate now, you know, type of thing from your family, friends, you know, how did you navigate that?
0: a bit you know it's more i think it's been slowly like you know it's more of a social you know whether we're at a hockey game or a social social event you know just Starting to share about, hey, I'm, this is what I'm learning. You know, it's like slowly feeding information. It's not like setting an appointment and, and gushing all this out at one time, you know, and overwhelming somebody. It's more like, hey, do you know, I was, or hey, I noticed you were in Dallas over the weekend for an event. You know, what are you doing? Why, why are you at a real estate conference? And then slowly with social media as well, you know, all my group of, obviously, most of the stuff I've posted in the years has been projects I'm working on with a network or a record label or something, but slowly kind of. Adding real estate into those social, my social media, you know, and slowly kind of sharing other other skills and other things that I enjoy doing.
1: Uh, Yeah, speak to now your process of of like or reaching out to find more investors and networking them. What is networking with them and adding value to
0: them? What does that look like? I'm doing a lot of meetups in local local meetups. I'm even going to events that really aren't real estate focused. They might be you know, wealth events or other things in the sports and entertainment industry and just sharing kind of what I'm doing. So it's kind of really just grassroots thing locally right now. And then some on social media as well. But a lot of it's just showing up and and doing events, other things that are outside of the real estate space. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's a process. It's a learning process (laughs) to say the least. But on that note, you know, how did you find a mentor? Did you find a mentor? Like what did that process look like as well for you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I believe in it for sure. I have not really locked into one. I tend to find that if I, at this point, it's been a lot of it's been events and going, I feel like I'm getting so much from you know, people like you, obviously other, other mentors that are doing podcasts and obviously doing on-site events and just going and, and getting almost like grabbing the best of, you know, what kind of seems to fit or what I'm looking for from all these different mentors. So I haven't really locked in on one, but I just love getting all this information from those who have gone before me, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. What about, what was the most challenging part of the first deal?
0: Oh gosh. I think, I think just Earning trust and providing, you know, some sort of value, you know, and, and I think the relationship building of just, you know, you got to show up, you know, like these events, different things, get to know people, and then follow ups with with people, hey, I'm, I'd love to get involved, let me know how I can be a value, you know, if you need anything, or if I could be boots on the ground here in Nashville, a lot of, a lot of people are obviously deal flow is pretty strong in Nashville, you know, if, if you need anything in Nashville, I'd love to love to help out. So a lot of it's just constantly like reaching out people I've met at these events saying, hey, I'm, I'm here, I'm in Nashville, Love to partner with you on deals. Just let me know how I can I can help, you know. What about what's a
1: way that you've recently improved your business that we could apply to ours as well? It could be a system, software, or our way to do yeah. anything.
0: Up doing doing portal, I uh, just getting my portal up, up to speed. I think that's been huge. So I think having systems in place, a CRM, pipe drive, I'm using pipe drive and active campaign, getting ready to start a newsletter. So just kind of getting all of those kind of base, the foundation of my systems in place to kind of do some, maybe start doing some automation with a newsletter and building my list of leads, you know, so just starting there, grassroots.
1: Yeah, awesome.
0: What about, what do you see as your best source for meeting new investors? I still think it's, for me, it's it's events, local events, local and, you know, being in, in the same room and just starting those conversations and dialoguing, especially on the CoGP side, getting to find out what people are doing, what markets they're in, where they want to be, and just trying to build those relationships to partner.
1: What are the most important metrics that you track? Could be personally or professionally, or maybe one of both.
0: Oh gosh, metrics. I would say, well, I obviously have goals. You know, I've tried to make aggressive goals. This year, My one of my goals is to be in two to three more deals as a co-GP, some, you know, to be in a GP deals. Gosh, I have so many life goals. I'm not sure what else. That's that's on the real estate side. And, I think, and another goal right now is just, since I'm just trying to build my network and build relationships. It's to be at one live event every month. So one large live event every month I'm going to. So nice. That's awesome. Just came from Dallas and going back to Dallas in April for the uh, under an underwriting event just to stay, keep my skills sharp on underwriting. That's Mark and Tamil. I uh, think multifamily to do an underwriting event, which is wonderful.
1: Yeah, is that the one that's called Fire or something? Fire. There's Fire Summit in the fall. I went to that,
0: but this one is the uh, deal analysis workshop.
1: Okay, deal analysis uh, workshop. No, I've yeah. known Mark a long time, and and yeah. actually we've been they've been advertising on our show for I don't know for a few months now or the past month or two. So. I highly encourage going uh-huh. to those events. They're great. Yeah. I've known Mark and Tamil a long time, but what about some some habits that you're disciplined about that
0: have produced the highest return for you? I think showing up every day. You know, like I said, right now I've got my studio. I, I do my my work here, but, you know, I, I try to give real estate, you know, a few hours a day, you know, at least an hour, definitely more than that right now because I'm trying to pivot more this year and be ready, be prepared for deals that are coming. But I you know, just try to show up every day keep a list of things I need to get done and just continue to network. What's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? Ooh, I say my faith, you know, just a faith in God, strong, strong family, man, you know, keeping, keeping the priorities in order, you know, and keeping, I've got teenagers. So, uh, staying committed to my family and, and God, family and work, I guess those are my, my commitments.
1: Yeah. Love that. What's the hardest song you've ever played on the guitar?
0: Gosh, hardest song well, in college, you know, I studied classical guitar. So there's a lot. That's a whole nother world. But on electric guitar, you know, probably uh, I played for a guy. OK, so I, this is I played for Kenny Loggins for a while. I don't know if you know who he is. And I, so I was in Kenny Loggins band for a while and his music was very 70s and 80s. It was it was it's yeah. And I was singing as well. So the singing and playing element with Kenny Loggins was was uh, highly Highly structured music, so arranged, very well arranged.
1: That's interesting. I'll have to look him up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's awesome, Brent. How do you like to give back?
0: Oh gosh, you know, give back. My wife and I. Well, we love, we love. My, our kids are in youth group. Uh, we love giving back to the youth, supporting them, showing up, being volunteers. So you know, supporting our church, local church. It's pretty much where we spend our, our spare times. You know, supporting our kids and and uh, just being being parents and caring for the youth. You know.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Well. Brent, grateful to have you on the show. Grateful to meet you and, yes. and just to hear about your success and pushing forward and how you're doing that. How can the listeners get in touch with you and learn more about you?
0: Yeah, thanks so much. All the socials, LinkedIn, at Brent Barkas, Twitter, at Brent Barkas, and Instagram, at Brent Barkas. And then email would be great if you, yeah, if interested in discussing deals or just how, how to get involved passively. Brent, my first name, at I, the letter I, six, five, capitalinvestments.com.